Greetings, Cheviot Churches. Greetings to those joining us from elsewhere. You're all very welcome. This is Colin. And we have our podcast for the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. Um, only the usual things, coffee morning at Yetham, Tuesday morning, prayer group at Linton, Tuesday at 6.30. But I will be away on holiday from this Sunday coming. I'll leave after the services in the afternoon and we'll be away until the 8th of August. And Anna Rodwell will be covering any pastoral needs. And next Sunday, the services will be led by Ian Clark. And then the Sunday after by Pippa Emerson. Our call to worship. We gather to give thanks to you, O Lord. who will sing your praises before all creation and rejoice in your steadfast love. You have created us, O Lord, and made us. And you love us with an everlasting love. Let us worship God. We sing the hymn 137. All things bright and beautiful. Thanks to Heather and Gordon. Let us pray. Most holy God, we take this moment to pause and to wonder and to bless. Your greatness balanced by your nearness. Your judgment balanced by your mercy. How we should praise you. As we seal ourselves before your majesty and wait in awe. Yet we are also bold to lift up our eyes to see you face to face. We call you our King, our Saviour, our inspiration, our friend. Too often we rush by and fail to take the time to marvel and to exclaim at the wonder of this world, the intricacy of creation, the abundance of good things that you've given us to enjoy and share. 
This day, Lord, we sing your praises. This day, we rejoice in your generosity. This day, we are glad to you continue to reach out to us, even us, with love. Forgiving God, it doesn't take us long to stumble from the high peak of praise to the low valley of brokenness as the awareness of our sin engulfs like darkening cloud. Not only the major flaws in our character, but the petty triviality that trips us daily. Forgive us the hasty word, the harsh thought, the too easy judgment, the spiteful action. Why, with all the potential you have knitted into our souls, do we so easily slip into bad habit, unhealthy obsession, lazy forgetfulness? Have mercy on us, O gracious God. Forgive us and remake us, redeem us and restore us. And when all seems lost beyond hope, yet still you reach out in tenderness and kindness to make that difference in our hearts and souls and minds, to restate the broken relationship and to give us a second chance we sorely need. So we come before you in Jesus' name. And now we pray in the words he taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We turn to the book of Hosea and read from chapter 1 and verse 2. Let us hear the word of the Lord. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said, Go and take to yourself an adulterous wife and children of unfaithfulness. Because the land is guilty of the vilest adultery in departing from the Lord. So he married Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. And the Lord said, Call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. And that day I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. And Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said, Call her Lo-Ruhamah, for I will no longer show love to the house of Israel, that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to the house of Judah, and I will save them not by the bow or the sword or the battle, or by horse or horseman, but by the Lord their God. And after she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, Gomer had another son, and the Lord said, Call him Loami, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. And yet the Israelites will be like the sand of the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place where we said, You are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. Amen. And we turn to chapter 11 of Luke's Gospel. 
And one of the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. And then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend. And he goes to him at midnight and say, says, friend, lend me through loaves of bread. Because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give you bread because he is your friend, but because of the man's boldness, he'll get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Amen. And the Lord bless these readings from his holy word. All praise be to God's name. The hymn 641, Seek Ye First. Let us pray. We have our weekly prayer. Faithful God, we thank you for the opportunity of being together in prayer. Help us in our prayer life this week to seek, ask, and knock, so that the door to your presence will be open to us. Make us aware of your love and support in all that we do. Amen. Names. I was speaking to someone the other day who was telling me the names of their grandchildren. There was a Rachel and a Rory, but also an AJ and a Takira. Some names have stood the test of time, like Joshua, though it's sometimes now shortened to Josh. But others are very new. 
there seemed to be new to us. In Zambia, a lot of children were given names like blessing or grace. But quite often, I baptised a Mabvuto. A Mabvuto meant suffering or hardship. And the mother obviously had had a difficult pregnancy and somehow gave the name of suffering, Mavuto, to the child. And the child had to live with that name throughout their lives. I have a, a soft spot for the book of Hosea. I enjoy reading it, and yet it starts off in really quite a shocking way. The prophet, a good upstanding citizen, a man of God, is told to marry a prostitute and adulterous wife. Now, the term could mean a lot of things, but she is certainly unfaithful to him, and that brings a lot of sorrow. But the relationship is really a mirror. It mirrors God's relationship with Israel. God is devoted to Israel, but Israel goes after other gods, other lovers, and flaunts them in God's face. God's filled with righteous anger. But, but still continues to love Israel and still is prompted to give a second chance and a third chance to Israel. It's still prompted to forgive. It still can't let go. And that's the book in the nutshell. But here in chapter 1, the reading for today, we learn that Hosea's wife, Gomer, bears him three children and they're given the most extraordinary of names. The first is called Jezreel. And that was the name of a, a, a giant plain, a great plain in northern Israel. But it was also where there was a bloodbath, where many were killed in a massacre. And so the child had the name just real and was there to be a judgment on the nation. It was as if someone from the Highlands was called Culloden or an Australian or New Zealander was called Gallipoli. And then a second child was born, a daughter, and God said, call her Lo Ruhama. And that, that means unloved. And that's a, a terrible name to, to, to give to a child. It's almost a form of, of child abuse to be called unloved. But he was saying that the relationship with Israel was over. There was no love anymore. And followed that up with a third child being called Loami, not my people. Each name represented a part of the relationship between God and Israel. And these names point to a complete breakdown of that relationship. God had courted Israel from the days in the wilderness, but they had worshipped the golden calf. They'd worshipped the Baals, the Ashtoreths. And God affirmed them as his people. But now he was saying, no longer, no longer. 
by these names he was saying it was complete rejection now that God had had enough. Throughout their journey to the promised land, God had sustained the people by the promise that they would be his people. But now God was negating it. Hosea was forcing the people to examine the relationship with God and how sincere they were about it. Later in the book, Hosea criticizes the people for paying lip service, for offering sacrifices, while all the time remaining unfaithful to God. I don't know if any of you watched the, the debates between the, the candidates striving to be the next conservative leader. In the first debate, so much of the time was spent talking about trust and honesty. And these were the qualities people rated most highly. And yet when asked if they, they saw trust and honesty in politicians, hardly anyone raised their hands. We all put trust and honesty so highly. In Hosea, Israel had betrayed the trust that God had placed in her. She, like Gomer, the wife, had been unfaithful. And the prophet calls the people to repent, to turn their backs and their, their evil ways and be worthy of God's trust. For when there is no trust, the fabric of society is damaged and unravels. We need trust. And I think we see it in the gospel reading. The disciples have asked Jesus to teach them to pray. And he teaches what we, we call the Lord's Prayer. And the first couple of words encapsulate trust. Our Father. There's a story of a boy who as a young child loved to be carried. When his mother carried him, he loved to smell her powder and perfume. She had a particular smell as he nuzzled into her. And he loved being carried on his father's shoulders. And at bedtime, it was his father who carried him to bed. He pressed his ear to his father's chest. And he said, I can hear your heartbeat. His father replied, and I can hear yours. It became their official way of saying good night and I love you. There was a real sense of security and trust in that relationship. I can hear your heartbeat. Jesus uses the image of a parent to convey who God is and how God loves us. In Matthew's gospel, he uses the image of God as a, a mother, as a hen gathering her chicks around us, around him. In John's gospel, Jesus uses a familiar Abba as a childhood daddy. And here in this prayer in Luke is our father. And it's not my father, but it's a collective hour for the God who loves 
me also loves my neighbor and even my enemy. And so it is our. Luke uses the intimacy of the parent-child relationship to start the prayer. It's as if Jesus is saying that God loves us and carries each one of us in God's arms so that we can hear the heartbeat of God's love. Jesus was born as flesh and blood and lived among us so that we could hear in person just how deeply we are loved. For Jesus is the incarnation of the God whom he teaches to call our Father. Hosea gave his children these crazy names to force Israel to look at themselves and their relationship with God. We too need to look at our relationship with God and where it is lacking. But all was in the knowledge that in Christ we can be bold to pray our Father as children of the living God. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymn 724, Christ is a world. He makes a touching place. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, when we review the ways in which you continue to break in upon our lives, showering us with gifts and wonder, we're reminded how we in our, our living should emulate the same generosity. Remind us the best giving is cheerful and that the unclenched hand is more fitted to sharing. And so accept what we offer, our time, our talents, our money, and all that we have and are, so that this world, your world, need not be gripped by fear and want or lack of shelter or lack of friends through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal God, we may only see our small corner of this earth, but you always see the whole expanse of countless universe. Yet we're called to bring our prayers not only for ourselves, but for those around. And so we pray for a world fraught with fear and violence and greed. We pray that darkness may be driven out by the light of compassion, 
the light of open-handedness, the light of your peace. Let these not be mere words we pray, but words we put into action through our support of causes and charities and individuals who make it their mission to be light bearers in every dark place. We pray today for healers who practice their gentleness in every hard place of heart or soul or body. Pray for doctors and nurses. Pray for chaplains. Pray for all where the encouraging word and unflinching compassion brings hope like a cleansing flame in every wound. We pray for teachers whose gifts of thinking and words enrich our minds and help us to grow and develop and mature. Today we thank you for all those who taught us how to pray, who formed the ideas and the, the rhythms that to this day give colour and shape to the relationship we have with you, our living God. Pray for our queen and country and for all who are called to be decision makers in our society at every level. We pray for our world and its beauty and fragility and the astonishing resources and the unsustainable demands we make on them as we seek to form a new relationship with you, our God, and with our sisters and brothers, let us also seek to form a new relationship with our earth that we call home, nurturing it and tending it and stewarding its beauty and energy, not only for ourselves, but also for generations still to come. And in a moment of silence, we bring before you those in our minds and those in our hearts this day especially the sick and the anxious and the bereaved. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. And our closing hymn is going to be the hymn 404, Lord of the Dance. And we'll just about to, this is going to start, for some reason, the middle note isn't. I've got it. Lord of the Dance.
And before the benediction, I will be away for the next two weeks. So I, I don't think there'll be any podcast for the next two weeks, but you'll be able to, to maybe find something on the website. And so may grace, mercy and peace from Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with you and be with all whom you love this day and even forevermore. Amen. And God bless you all.